Willkommen zu Rain City Supercars. Brought to you Rainier Beer, Hegarty, Insurance and Event. And we are recording in front of a live audience at Drivers Club. I'm Locke, introducing your hosts, Nick and Dan. Well, that was a fun intro. I told you they're taking over. I know, we were bought out. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the Germans are coming for Rain City Supercars. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Dan? I am good. You're smiling ear to ear. I, I am. We have a pretty you're cool really guest. You're really excited about I am, this. I am. You're really, you're, There's you're, this big part of my life that's uh -huh. been covered today. I understand. I understand. I'm I a little mean, fanboying out right now. That's fine. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. I think, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's an exciting subject, um, especially where we live and things like that. And yeah. And we've been hyping it for a while, so. I'm a little thankful for my employment as well. You're a little <laughs> so I'm a little proud. I see. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Small so, little startup here in Redmond. Yeah, a little startup. Mm -hmm. We have a special guest from our little startup that... It's doing pretty well right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and we again, in case you didn't uh, understand the uh, the German in the in the coming in, we're sponsored by Rainier Beer, Haggerty Insurance, Avance, and we're broadcasting live from Drivers Club. Yeah, we have a pretty good sized audience today too. Yeah, that's a, I'm I'm freaking out about that a little bit. <laughs> Are you feeling a little nervous? This, this guest has has <laughs> driven like a lot of people through the door. I'm not used to this many people staring at me. Like, you know, so I'm used to acting stupid in front of myself. <laughs> I'm still embarrassed by that. But that's it's still not quite your kitchen anymore, is it? Boy, we've, uh, well, we, we, some of these people would want to be in my kitchen. Most of them wouldn't. <laughs> so so our, um, our guest tonight yeah, is a, a very get right special to it. guest. Yeah. yeah, our guest is Kiki Wolfkill, who, if you are in the gaming industry or a big fan of Halo, needs no introduction. And But more than that, she is a pretty badass driver <laughs> and a race car driver. And just an all-around awesome person. There's a Before lot of Before Halo, there is driving. Yes, there's. They're still uh, driving, but yeah, Project Gotham. Yes. Yeah, that's oh, right. I didn't know that. I spent a lot of. We time finally have a connection. Oh. We, everybody was giving me crap because I've never played Halo, and <laughs> I mean, every single person in this room looked at me like I. Yeah. I, I told them like I beat the baby Jesus. It it's is like egregious. I know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's, just, it's egregious. Wow. <laughs> you act like you own the place. Uh, <laughs> what do you it's know like about? It's like never seeing Star Wars. Oh, there are those people. Yeah, they're broken. I don't yeah. understand them either. <laughs> <laughs> I w Dan, uh, we were over Dan's house, his new place on Friday, and I was just trying to give him crap. I'm like, so is it like Starship Troopers? I do know what it's like. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody in my house what was is staring wrong at with Nick you? like he had <laughs> yeah. like he like he had two black eyes. Jared, <laughs> Jared about came off the couch when he wanted to hit me so hard. <laughs> like, to be fair, yeah. Starship Troopers, the book. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. There's yeah. There's a little bit there's there. Some, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I made them watch Love, Death, and Robots. Yes. That's yeah, right. So I knew you'd yeah. pick up on that right away. Yeah. You please, you, you know you sent me into a spiral this weekend because I, I, I ended up watching the whole series. Yeah, like, so there's oh a big disclaimer geez. with the show. It's like, they're like, no, it's not good for children. It's not good for most adults no. either. No. But Suits, that episode, was just epic. Yeah. And there's a lot of, um, even episode one, I kept thinking of one of the elites as I'm watching it. Like, yes. there's a lot of, and that's kind of the whole thing is there's so much influence from that in everything. Like, yeah. Halo is everywhere. Well, in Love, Death, and Robots, so uh, Blur, who's the company who sort of produced that whole bit, and Tim Miller, who is involved, obviously, is um, EP, we've done a ton of work with them. So no, I no got surprise. a little sneak preview of some of those shorts before they released. But for him, it was like his modern heavy metal. So you should have known, clearly, it was not yeah. for exactly. Um, I'm most, glad you showed it to me, Dan. Even, because had I gone home and just started to watch that, thinking I was going to be like, you know, like, like the movie Robots with Robin Williams, like, I don't, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> there was no Animatrix. No, no, <laughs> no. it was yeah, exactly. not. But welcome to the show. Obviously, I'm excited to have you. And I'm excited too. I, I know, just, you know, I know. I mean, I'm just <laughs> now that we've established, no, yeah. established the Midnight nerd, Club, I'm in. The no. nerd credibility. Yeah, yeah. Nerd right. credibility. <laughs> yeah. I never but thought I'd be judged for my lack of nerd credibility. <laughs> so, yeah, back in the day, I actually won my copy of Halo 2. Mm. I went to a GameStop with a buddy of mine, <gasps> and we did a uh, two versus two competition. Nice. And we cleaned up. I gave the last round, we were cleaning up so much, I did no weapons in it. We were just, like, That's impressive. smacking people over the head the whole time. So, wow. long, long time fan. Um, so, legit. Halo oh yeah, player. yeah, big time. Yeah. Like I, I drove, I drove the hedgehog in, or the what, warthog oh um, in uh, Forza. <laughs> Riff, stop making up animals. That was <laughs> the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe not ever, but it, it looks bad. like a puma. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a minute. I, I said boat people last week. <laughs> There's like five people in the audience who understood that oh, reference, yeah. and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> Pretty much. But uh, our show is a car show about people, and which is. One of the best things about having you here is yep. that you are... I'm a person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a robot. Check the box. <laughs> yes. 
Good to know. She passed the Turing test. Yep. So we're good. <laughs> so uh, let's start way, way back. Um, it's kind of funny. I, a, a lot of people here actually knew you more as a driver because yeah. we are in Drivers Club. And it was like, oh, yeah, she's also big into games. We're like, oh, really? Yeah. So how did you get into the whole car thing, though? Because that's before video games. Yeah. I mean, I um, – sorry, I'm tucking this cord under my butt because um, <laughs> I was in the way. Uh, I my, – my father raised – I grew up – you know, our, our friends of the family raised. So our vacations were – my brother and I jammed in the back of a 9-11 – Headed to we li- we grew up on the East Coast so um, and these were in the sort of IMSA Camel GT days uh, so get this I used to have a stuffed Camel like Camel cigarette Camel yeah, absolutely <laughs> they weren't marketed children yeah, at all they were. you could put that <laughs> on a were. car yeah and yeah. for those of you who may remember you know back in the like 70s 80s the face of that Camel was really inappropriate for a child to be yes. hugging but anyway um, so I grew up at the racetrack essentially and um, and yeah, I, I learned to drive when I was really young. You know, I think uh, riding around my mother. So I, I heard this story just last night. My mother raced a little bit, which I knew. Um, they, my parents had lived in Hong Kong. Uh, my father competed in the Macau Grand Prix numerous times, set records. But my mother did like this all mini Cooper race at Macau. It was like an exhibition race or something, co-ed race. Um, and she came in fourth while she was four months pregnant with me, and she knew she was pregnant with me. This wasn't, <laughs> like, this wasn't like, oh, I was surprised. I failed to see the issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? Exactly. Yeah. I to mean, at fair, nine months, you're hitting the steering the wheel, fourth, but other than that. Yeah, I was the fourth <laughs> child, cause, so she's like, I have three. I don't, it's fine. <laughs> huh. um, okay. But, yeah, so I, I kind of grew up sort of born to, to drive, I guess. What I'm hearing is if you're having a child, start racing, and then she'll be extremely right. successful. <laughs> <laughs> Race fumes yes, help. Yes, that is the takeaway. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm hearing, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I learned to drive when I was really young. My dad would take my brother and I out. We grew up in Pennsylvania outside of Philly. So when there was snow out, he would take us out to the church parking lot, and we would drive in circles, and he would just pull the e-brake up to try and... <laughs> teach us car control and so I I kind of felt like um, you know I didn't just learn to drive I learned to drive um, well at a really young age in a church parking lot that's drifting with Jesus yeah we did drift with Jesus (laughs) (laughs) I can't you think about how many people have learned to like drift a car in either a high school parking lot or a church parking lot and if you don't know the parking lot hitting one of those parking (laughs) 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 I've killed cars (laughs) 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 to this day so how did you end up on, over, over here? I mean, did you continue to race? As, uh, you, you said you learned to drive early. When did you yeah. get into racing? So it, it actually wasn't until I came out to Seattle. So I came out here to go to University of Washington. Um, and uh, my dad, perhaps because of my driving behavior, said, I really want you to take this high-performance driving school, um, like one of those three-day classes in Portland. Um, I think it was like Pitaresi at the time so long time ago, and uh, I grudgingly did it. So he and my dad would be doing track days and all this, and because they were doing it, I didn't want anything to do with it. Um, did that high-performance driving school and just fell in love with it. Like, I love driving on the street already, but, you know, there's issues with that and going fast. Um, and so really just, I, I loved it. So I started autocrossing from there. Um, which is why I think uh, my car control skills are so strong because with autocrossing you really um, sort of go deep there. And then from there started doing like Porsche club racing and SCCA club racing and then uh, ended up getting invited to do uh, the Lynn St. James driver development program. Um, And then years later did the Women's Global GT that Don Panos, rest in power, had set up for American Le Mans um, and did a bunch of Motorola Cup, which is now a Rolex Cup. Um, kind of found my groove in endurance racing. Um, I think uh, because of my car control, uh, I'm able to sort of maintain a speed as conditions degrade. And so I kind of have strength in driving for long periods of time at a really consistent, um, quick speed. That's understating a very difficult thing. Like, that is seriously hard driving. 
Yeah. But I think for me, I love, I love the changing conditions. I love sort of the mental stamina required because, you know, half of it is, is mental. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I, I just like that format. I didn't do anything longer than I think 12 hours was the longest race I did with, with three of us. Just. Hey, you and I drove from here to LA in one day. That's close. (laughs) (laughs) That that took a lot of mental stamina. But I can get in it. Stuck on the same station. Taylor can never li- I can never listen to the Spice Girls again. <laughs> um, <laughs> just so we're clear, it was his Audi. Uh, <laughs> not mine. Mine would have been Tay-Tay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love driving. I can road trip all day long. I like the long, the long format drives. That's my love here. We have an endurance drive coming up in September that is just that. It's about nine hours of just back-to-back curves and no rest. Really? I love it. Yep. We're going to yeah. go all the way to Idaho through yeah. a lot of back roads. Yeah. Bleeding yeah. kidneys. Yeah. That only happened yeah. once. GTR. <laughs> I've done one 12-hour stint, like, going across Europe. I had to go from, like, France, Germany, somewhere. I was yeah. That's rough. I think it's worse on the street than on a track. It is. Because you just you're yeah. at the mercy of other drivers blocking right. you the whole way. That's right. And you can't the just get the after amount of it. focus it takes is a yeah. lot different. If you're yeah. on the track, you know the people around you at least have some skill. When you're on the road, there's no guarantee. With it's that. just that Prius yeah. in the left lane the whole way. Oh <laughs> How about ran a guy off in the Prius today? <laughs> the Metropolitan's little key there. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's not mine. Yeah, bump exactly. the pass. Robin racing. Yeah. So you're driving a GT4 now. Is that what I saw? Yes, that's my. Well, I drive it on the street. Yeah. A lot. Um, but it's primarily my track car. Okay, so it's double dutying. Yeah, it's not my it's not my only street car, but no. What else? When you it's driving? nice out, I yeah, I drive. Yeah, it. what's in the garage? I have so I have the GT4. I also have a an RS5, which is kind of my that's what I spend most of my daily driving time in. Great car. Um, yeah, I love that car. I love the sort of like stealth Euro sedan. Is I'm a huge fan of. Did you see the announcement today? No. The RS6 is officially announced oh, that's for right. 2020. Carl, Carl mentioned that to the Avant, right? Yeah. Yes. That's so big. I was just saying, like, it only took them, what, from 20 years to yeah, bring I, it over exactly. here? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I mean, yeah. they're going to sell so many of those cars oh, yeah. so fast. I it's just already yeah. messaged my friend at Audi, and I'm like, yeah. I, I need this. Like, Please. put me in the yeah. list. Just yeah. tell yeah. me where to send the money. Yeah. I'm in. And yeah. Yeah. You can sleep in it, Dan. So I know. Can afford exactly. It. <laughs> I'm like, I can go to Home Depot. I can go to the track. Like, we are set. Um, and then we also have a Cayenne GTS because oh, nice. we have two big dogs and an Airstream. And it, it tows the Airstream like nobody's business. So that's doing it in style. Yeah. And yeah. you got the Airstream, which is also doing it in yeah. style. So that's yeah. the whole package. Yeah. That's the perfect road trip package. Yes, it is. It's the yeah. only trailer I would ever own is an Airstream. I know, right? I, I it's just, pretty magical. It's so It's magical. Beautiful. I mean, it, it, every time you see one going down the road, just the reflections, it's just... Yeah. Unless you're driving in the sun, then it just blinds you. But <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so where are you at in your racing aspirations now? Are you planning to go back and do more track days? Has this become just a hobby on the side? I mean, it's not like, I mean, because yeah. you have so much free time in your life. with everything else you're doing? So I don't you know, race, do <laughs> race competitively anymore. So I just do track days, um, which is great. Um, I just kind of, I got back to it last summer because I had been so busy with work and I kind of gave up on it for a while and then st- figured out that there was just sort of a huge part of me missing and so I bought the GT4, and two weeks later was out on the track, and that's been amazing. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of opportunistic. Like, I won't turn down a, a racing opportunity. Um, I've done a few uh, sort of street race thingies, which I'm always open to. I'm like, um, tell me more <laughs> or don't. Yeah, no. uh, so I've done – I did the gumball, the uh, – the first gumball they did here, the New York to L.A., before they got to, like, you have to ship your car oh, places. Yeah. That last one was just, not, you know, shipping it to Japan and all that. Yeah. yeah. And the price included shipping your car there, but it did not include shipping it back. Yeah. Like that was. Yeah. Yeah, there was, a, there was a, uh, yeah. a a gentleman actually out of Seattle that did that with his Porsche 911. I'm sure. That, that He's doing it again this year. He's with the guy with the uh, snow wrap. And then that's now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so seen the car online. Yeah. 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 Um, so. yeah. I mean, I. Those things are super fun. I've done the Cannonball, One Lap of America, which a little more oh, yeah. legit, I would say, from a pure driver's perspective. Yeah, the original, yeah. Yeah. Um, my parents did the original Cannonball run back in 79. That does not surprise the me. The pre-movie, yeah. 
Um, they set a record at the time for the fastest Porsche to cross the United States. We actually, you know, Dan and I work with Concorso, and at Concorso this year, we're going to have the Ferrari Dino that won the first Cannonball Run, and the gentleman who did it oh, mm. will be there. Yeah. Interesting. So Before we go on our first break, I heard a little, uh, a little tidbit. Uh, one of our audience members was Googling earlier today, and was it you or your parents who had a special guest at your wedding who did your announcement? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's my parents. Um, so... Um, my, um, the best man at my parents' wedding was Steve McQueen. Just that. Um, Who? Yeah. Just, just somebody <laughs> you may have heard of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they got married in his home, which was nice. You were just like destined <laughs> to be cool no matter <laughs> what. You didn't really have a choice in the matter. <laughs> when Steve McQueen's the best <laughs> man at your parents' <laughs> wedding, it's like you're just, yeah. 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 He and my dad had met like in the desert at a gas station when <laughs> Steve McQueen was on the set for Sand Pebbles and dad was driving something crazy and they just shared a love of cars like that's what that's what brought them together and that's how we I'm all sure met there's Steve, some I think. totally you know, yeah in the <laughs> desert in the middle of nowhere yeah sure i mean sure we were following him but other than that <laughs> <laughs> come back uh, well on that little bomb let's take a quick break and we come back we'll talk more into your current career and how awesome that is awesome we spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. Drink it! Drink it! <laughs> All of it. No. I did oh. try. I tried to shotgun a beer once. Once. And it went really poorly. Yeah, <laughs> went really poorly. Practice makes because perfect. Because literally, I like put it up to my mouth, and then it starts shooting out my nose <laughs> at full huh. shotgun velocity until there was no more left. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Uh, there's nothing I can say that's going to be appropriate. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing that won't be edited out by people. Like, well, what yeah. you got to do is you got no uh, I consider myself a pretty good drinker, but <laughs> when it cannot, comes to Rainier, cannot like, shotgun a beer. What the audience doesn't understand is we were getting ready for this, and Dan puts the mic, uh, the Rainier up to his mic, and Kiki goes, "You gonna shotgun that?" <laughs> Dan's like, "No." He's like, "Well, I mean, I could. I'm from Arlington." <laughs> <laughs> My home, my hometown listeners and my old friends from high school are definitely going to be like, "Yeah, you can." <laughs> I <laughs> what high school was. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, I wanted to draw back in with how you made the transition to. I mean, let's not let's call it what it is. You're quite the icon in the video game world. You speak a lot of conferences. I mean, your videos are everywhere. Because I've been in video games for like 80 years. Many <laughs> <laughs> like, moons point, ago, when the Atari yeah, came out, at some point you become well known because you don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> Notoriety. That's one way to look at it, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. Why'd you hire her? She won't go away. <laughs> I mean, she does a hell of a job, but. <laughs> so, I mean, I, looking through what I found, it was it started. Did it start with Project Gotham? No. No, take us back. Oh no, no. So, um, so I always played video games. Didn't think that there was a career in video games, mostly because I just I really didn't know how they were made. Honestly, I thought like just Japan just put out video games. <laughs> Japan made them and you bought them and you played them. Pretty much true for a while. Right. It's just yeah. fair. You, I mean, this will age both Dan and I, but do you remember the far side? The cartoon, the far yes. side? He made one years ago and it was a kid sitting down playing a Nintendo and the parents were holding the paper that said like, wanted Nintendo player, $5,000 a year or something like that. It just, and everybody thought it was a joke and now it's people are being paid for it. So yeah. Yeah. that's why it's funny to me. <laughs> While I'm driving the warthog around, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got it right this time. You did. Yeah. Some uh, baby steps, Nick. Good job. Yeah. So I didn't actually plan Shut to get into video games. <laughs> 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 and I went to University of Washington. I got a degree in Chinese history. I was going to make Chinese. I was going to make documentary films about China. Like that was the thing I wanted to do. I learned filmmaking and editing and um somehow fell into digital editing, which at the time was really new, and games were doing a lot of their cinematics with full motion video, and anyway, things sort of uh, 
conspired and I ended up doing a bunch of editing work for Microsoft as a contractor for Monster Truck Madness. Oh. My I first racing that. Yeah, game. I played that one back yes. in the day. Yeah. Army Armstrong. Everybody in the yes, audience yeah. is nodding their heads. They're like, yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so took a contract job at Microsoft and was doing a bunch of like animation and effects and artwork and video editing. Um, and interestingly, uh, besides working on like golf and Monster Truck Madness, um, was doing a bunch of the animations for the uh, driving school portion of Kart Precision Racing, which was the IndyCar, so Kart as in C-A-R-T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, IndyCar simulation they were building on PC. And they had a whole driving school portion. I was also driving and racing at the time, and I was teaching uh, at the school down at SIR, now Pacific Raceways, in Portland. And so um, at the same time as I was working on these animations, they called the school down at SIR and said, hey, we're looking for a subject matter expert for this <laughs> racing school thing. Little do you know, do she's you already know there. Do you know anyone? <laughs> That's exactly, yeah, exactly. what yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah. And they said, well, yeah, you actually have someone working for you right now. Anyway, so that's that's kind of how I started. I fell into video games. And I loved it because the creative challenge of working within these technical constraints was so different. You're working in entertainment. You're solving hard creative problems. You're solving hard technical problems. And um, ended up taking a full-time position as the art lead for the racing game studio. Uh, and so uh, at some point along the way, well, it was their simulation. So I worked on like combat flight sim and all that. And then um, we formed a discrete racing studio to work on Project Gotham Racing. We were just starting Forza. I was the art director for that studio. Um, we also worked on Rally Sport Challenge. Oh, I remember that game. Yeah. yeah. I actually do remember that. Yeah. 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 When it comes to the That's car games, I'm on board. I'm yeah, on board. Rally okay. Sport Challenge is still my favorite racing game just to play. Like yeah. the sense of speed and the visuals and all of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I kind of came up through the art ranks um, uh, at Microsoft and Xbox, um, went from being art director for the racing game studio to a studio that included uh, Mass Effect and Gears of War and Crackdown and sort of broadened that way. Just some small titles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then ultimately ended up as the, the director of art for all of Microsoft Studios. So um, looking over all of our first party games and then... Um, was uh, was asked about moving into an executive producer role, so sort of cross-discipline. And at the same time, uh, we were starting up 343 in Halo. So I, I was sort of given the choice of, do you want to go with the racing studio in Turn 10 um, and Alan, who I believe you're talking to uh, next week, next next week, week yeah. who yep. is amazing. Way to give the secrets away. Thanks. <laughs> it's a um, public event. <laughs> <laughs> So much for keeping things secret. Alan has a far better <laughs> you know, car collection than I does, by the way. Cars, I'm trying to change yeah. the subject. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're joking. Everybody knows. Far better car collection. Way to keep secrets. Yeah. <laughs> When's the next Halo coming out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Um, so, uh, yeah. And so I, I loved racing games, but I had a ton of experience with racing games. The opportunity to work on Halo, which was a franchise and IP that I already loved. Um, was amazing, so uh, that's when I moved over to 343. And, yeah, jumped into the greatest first-person shooter of all time. That's a pretty good accomplishment. Yes, yes. I feel uh, super lucky, and, you know, for me, it wasn't just that I loved Halo. It's that I really felt there was so much potential for what we could do, and so being able to come on board and and hopefully help form that um, was really exciting. So, yeah, I play games for the story. I'm not as much of a multiplayer as a lot of people. I, if it's game's got a story, yeah. I'm all in. And so yeah. anytime a new Halo comes out, it's like first day it's there, I'm there, and I'm playing it all the way through no matter what. Totally. Like that's my – like. I did that with Halo 1. Yeah, same, same here. Yeah. So I remember when we got Halo 1 at, at the office, we got Halo 1, and they gave us the book, Halo the Fall of Reach. I'm like, the book? Like, what do I want the book? I'm going to play the game. <laughs> yeah. And I played all night, played through it. And then I was like, oh, my God, I want more. And I'm like, where's that damn book? Because <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I literally, I was that. just like, I was like thirsty for more. And I read the book and it gave me like such an incredible like insight. And like that's when I fell in love with the universe. And so when I think about like the potential of what we have to do that, I keep thinking, I think about that memory because that's what I want for us. And uh, it's not a secret now. I know it's been leaked to the public that there is a series coming 
TV series. TV series, yes. yes. Which is like I'm so excited for. Yeah. Because when you had what was the short uh, with what's her name from uh, Blind Witch in the Wardrobe? I can't remember her name. Oh, Ford Under Dawn. Yes. yes. Yeah, Ford Under Dawn came out. I was just like, yes, finally something. Just give me something. Yeah. I was so thirsty for the content. And then. Yeah. <laughs> so what? I'm in, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's lost and confused. I know. There's oh, no cars in I that. Have, yeah, I have he no wants us to talk about Donkey Dan, Kong. Dan, I have <laughs> I have heard you talk about and your love of Ford to the point where. Your love of, uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, your love of Halo so much that you took to the, <laughs> to the, um, your favorite restaurant in Kirkland because all the Halo guys hung out there. Yeah, uh, uh, the faux restaurant. The faux restaurant. Kirkland faux house. They have all oh the yeah. posters signed on there. Well, we walk in there one time, Dan's like, you know, you got to come here. And I'm like, okay, why? He's like, all the Halo people can hang out here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. I, I appreciate the forts of love too. I, I mean, apologize. I, I, like I, when I, and I'm not saying this just for Alan's sake, who I heard is going to be on next week, right? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what? When I <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. What? I I remember I remember when we were trying, you know, get into the racing game with Project Gotham Racing and with Forza. It was so formidable, right? Because there was Need for Speed and there was Gran Turismo, yeah. right? And when I think about um not so much Project Gotham Racing, but we now have Forza Horizon, which is kind of the spiritual successor. When I think about Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon like what we've been able to do there is incredible. And that's all, Alan. I mean, and they're, his they're fancy using car it. collection. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pass that along to him. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> you have a better war collection. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite moment in the Halo series or any series <laughs> that moment? I'm bringing it back around. No, no, yeah. no. I mean, it's anything you've yeah. worked yeah. on. It's like, it's like, like I said, car people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Uh, so, like m most people who I think have played Halo from the beginning, that moment when you step out of the Bumblebee onto the ring, right, yes. is just such a seminal moment. Like, when you step out and you see that world open up, and you and it really, like, I haven't had a moment in gaming like that. Probably because I had that moment, and now no one else can, yeah. can replicate Sounds it. Sounds fabulous. So. I should try it sometime. You should. Yeah, yeah you really should. <laughs> kind of set the, set the standard and raise the bar. If only we had a giant screen to play on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're looking at the four eighty-five inch <laughs> screens on the wall. Hey, Doug, can we play Ho Halo? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, are, do you have any involvement in the series coming up, or what's your what's what can you talk about that's yeah. coming up for you in your career? Yeah. Um, so, uh, heavily involved with the the TV series, and uh, it was great. We just the the new so we have a new director. Oh, okay. Um, which is good. Because we lost the old one. Uh, <laughs> uh, that helps getting lost yeah. or <laughs> <laughs> misplaced. Uh, does um, he know where he is? <laughs> <laughs> no, we. Uh, so we had the whole creative team out here, out uh -huh. in Redmond last week. So the new director and uh, the whole creative group, um, and it was an incredible week. So, you know, for a while after after so Rupert Wyatt was our previous director who is still part of the Halo family, we love him, had stepped away in November, um, you know, sort of regrouping and getting back on, on track and on schedule felt a little formidable, but um, we're in a great place. Otto Bathurst is our new director. Oh. Um, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I was going to say, that's in That kid's show, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, totally kid's show. Um, <laughs> Watch it, scar your children Black for life, Mirror. that'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> National Anthem, <laughs> if you haven't you seen too. that episode, <laughs> you should also watch that with your children. So, um. as somebody who's outside the series, is it with the TV show, is it is it going to continue? Is it going to be something like where people are going to be able to watch the, the TV show and then it's going to lead into the next the next series? Or is it something that's going to take place outside? Yeah, so we haven't talked about sort of chronology. Hmm. We haven't talked about much aside from Master Chief, unsurprisingly, will be part of it. Oh. Um, That's actually good, though, because, I mean, I know in a lot of series it has to be a spinoff because... Yeah. And he's a formidable person to play. I would be curious about Yeah, it's been an out. interesting creative challenge, thinking about how yeah. you take a game character who is largely defined by each individual player and move that onto the screen. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, it's we're doing it with Showtime. Um, and also good. Yes. A little more freedom of yes. creation there. And I think philosophically, you know, the the universe is big enough, and I've learned this lesson sometimes the hard way of trying to tie things a little too closely together in terms of, you know, we don't want people to feel like they have to see this thing to play that thing or vice versa. So it's 
it's well seated in the universe and, and, and additive and exciting, especially for people who want to see the world come to life in live action. Um, you're both making weird faces. Oh, no, I'm just <laughs> lost. First of all, that's our normal faces. <laughs> Second of all. <laughs> delightful faces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're both making really it's too late. delightful faces. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you look so very disgusting? My head's big enough. You don't need faces. to inflate it. There's so much I want to know. That's all. I remember running into. Uh, <laughs> I know you've gone deep. Just now. keep asking you questions. Know. Eventually she'll yeah. stop I talking and we'll know that the edges. I know. We talked about your past and the car stuff, and you're you're still doing track days. You're still yeah. driving the GT4. We're gonna run run back, back into the car stuff a little bit okay. here. What's your what's your your go to? What's your what's your dream car of choice so far mm. at the moment? That's an impossible question. So what's yeah. the one at the moment? I don't know. I don't. I, uh, I kind of I think about things from a sort of portfolio perspective. Okay. Like a five car stable, is is. How I like to look at the future. All right. So you talking about like from an investment standpoint? Yeah. The amazing thing is, no, I have it like th- like the three cars I have um, like fit well within my dream stable. You like cover I, a lot I've of actually bases. achieved some of my dream stable. Um, I would love to own an Aston Martin. Like it. I know. <laughs> pieces of crap down there. I know. No, seriously. <laughs> like <laughs> that I, little DB4 on the yeah, floor on their exactly. cut your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DBS was for a long time, like in my in my stable. I just love sort of how like unrepentant and aggressive they are. And a V12 would be nice. Oh, the sound and the sound too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, from a, a Porsche perspective, you know, I I actually love the GT4. You oh. know, it, for me, it's not like oh a stepping stone to a GT3 because I actually I love that car. Um, well, and they, everybody says it does handle. It's kind of the pinnacle. Of yeah, the for hand, I'm still tweaking mine a bit because yeah. I, I I only have had it out for a season. So and it, out of the box, you know, it's a little. There's some tweaks that. Are you a modder? I'm not a modder, but I. So here's my thing: when I got the car, I hadn't been on the track for a while, and I was like, okay, I need to like get the car to its limit before I start playing with it, and that took me a little while. Um, and now I feel like I'm right up on the edge of, of its its performance. And, um, you know, I think they just detune weird stuff, right? Yes, they for do. Us. That's for so insurance purposes more than Yeah, anything. and yeah. so I'm trying to just work through. I'm trying to break it out of its American detuned habits yeah. right now. Well, luckily you got off Such an accurate statement, though. Yeah. yeah. We've, had, we've had that conversation with Davis about his, and it's like it's like there's so many things that you want to do that, that Porsche has detuned and taken down. That it's yeah, and then yeah. once I get to that point, once I get it to its sort of optimal state the way it is, yeah. like with the hardware that it has, then I'll look at doing something else or the new GT4 or, or who knows. So you're, you're, I sti- mean, it's you're not sticking like I, in the Porsche. Yeah, the it's Porsche not like run. I would kick a GT3 RS out of my garage, to be clear. <laughs> None of us would. Yeah. No. But um, I'd like twins. <laughs> Right. Maybe the one in orange, one in yes, blue. I don't the, know. The I'm Kurt, just, the uh, Kurt yeah. Shea twins. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot what we were saying. No, I was just, I was just curious what the what you were going to go for after the GT4. If you had that roadmap, like a lot of. I our don't. But uh, I'll figure it out. Like there's always another one, right? Yeah. Like What's there's always another car. I I definitely grew up with German cars so i tend towards that nothing comes good out of germany <laughs> no <laughs> we have several germans yeah exactly yeah like so I, I love i love volkswagens i've driven you know i you said I'm you grew up in the back seat of a 911 so. that's right that's right so, so BM, i had an m coupe bmw for a while what she said was like she grew up like sitting on the top of a 911's engine yeah <laughs> it's the back seat of a 911 well, so <laughs> not really the 911 <laughs> yeah, back. so yeah. my it's the same mother who raced with me as a fetus so when we were growing up <laughs> it's a good thing you're not yeah. bitter about that yeah. um. <laughs> when we were growing up my dad had a 914.6 and my mom had a 914 and there's that little flat area in between the two seats yep. um, that isn't a seat unless you have a small child that fits on that thing <laughs> depends on who you're asking and <laughs> right. what year it is but that's okay. a very different time yeah my brother had a 17 uh 73 914 and that was yeah, my yeah. first experience in a porsche yeah. was with a little 914 yeah. and then i had a 944 and a 944 turbo and oh nice yeah which is i wild. raced a 944 s2 that was my my big my second big like amateur race car was a s2 uh-huh. um, which was 
fantastic. It's I tend towards normally aspirated cars versus turbo. Personally. Oh, yeah. Well, then but you really pinnacled it with the GT4 yeah. in that. And you yeah. got that, again, that very central balance handling car. Yep. Yeah. So right. what is out there right now that ne- you may not necessarily own, but you want you, you want to get behind the wheel of? What, what's, what's got your passion? Or what do you see that's coming? Hmm. Well, now you put her on spot. I know, you did. Well, no, I mean, it's it's like, it, you know, you and I, Dan, you and I have talked about it, like, because we're sort of jaded by the fact of the things we've seen and we've driven. But there's always yeah. something out there that we not necessarily want to own, but, like, would like to drive. Like, yeah. I'm looking down there at that, that 2000, I think it's an 18 Aston Martin Vanquish V12 that, I mean, I would love to be behind the wheel of that car. It's a beautiful car. Um, but yeah. I'll take the TDF next to it, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm definitely more of a, like, I kind of like the sort of grittier drives. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, for me, it's not like, oh, I really want to drive a Gallardo, which is an amazing car, and I respect all the owners who sure, have no, chosen fine. to buy a Gallardo because no, yeah. they're so cool. You should hear what we say about people <laughs> from the stanced crews. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so for me, like, when I think about what is, like, a car I would love to be able to buy tomorrow, it would be, like, a Singer 911. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I love... The idea of taking something that's vintage and and styling it perfectly and having a big beefy engine in there. It's the ultimate resto model. We understand. Yeah. Dan yeah. and I have accidentally run into two singers in our life. Actually, the same singer. That yeah. would be an expensive thing to run into. Well, no. I mean, uh, like we happened to. Uh, we saw the unveiling at, uh, at Pebble at, Beach. On Pebble Beach. And oh, then yeah. we ran into the same car at uh, dry, uh, Auto Car Club. Auto Car Club down in uh, Arizona in Scottsdale during Car Week. And it was. I. I didn't understand it until you're standing next to it. When yeah. you see the, you know, yeah. the craftsmanship. And I mean, yeah. because when people start talking about singers and they're going, oh, it's a million bucks. And I'm going, what? Yeah. Like, and then you why? see it. Like, and and it, it totally makes sense. And you go, yep. they're not charging so enough. So for me, that's like my supercar. Beautiful. Like that's yeah. the thing I, I would aspire to. That makes a lot of sense. That's fitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also would love like a crazy off-road like, my bucket list is Perry Dakar, knowing that I'm about to age out of my own bucket list. I'm not sure what that says, but, <laughs> like, that's been the only thing where I've ever, I felt like that's the thing I want to do that I haven't been able to do yet. Okay. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. We support those dreams. Yeah. The one question uh, actually came from our audience is, is, how did you make the transition in racing as far as going professional? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you grew up with it, but. Yeah. I mean, I think the the more jarring transition was going from like just high performance driving to just racing period than it was from going to from club racing to professional racing because then it's just money right <laughs> yeah what, what is it's it? just money <laughs> yeah and i but no i mean i say that and and i've been fortunate in always having some amount of sponsorship and being well supported thankfully having you know parents who caused the problem to begin with they right. feel some responsibility when you're younger to take care of it but um yeah I think the hardest jump was going to the just a competitive environment I'll never forget because my brother and I both did like our first competitive race we did at the same time in different classes oh okay so did you race against each other <laughs> no, that'd be really no. competitive. no and he and I did a lot of endurance racing together we make really good teammates oh, okay. um almost a family yeah, as <laughs> if we were related. And, um, it's a Donnie Marie kind of situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> that was a throw. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was just, I, I re- like, getting into amateur racing is easy. You just sign up for it. I mean, you have to have some, you have to have experience and be, <laughs> right. be credentialed and all of that. But um, I'll never forget, it was at Portland. I'll never forget my first competitive race. And this was a long time ago. So I was in a 924S. And at the time, the class I was in was all like, like modded, like 240Zs. And and these guys have been driving for about 50 years. And they're so good. And they know their cars so well. And they were mean. They were so mean. (laughs) (laughs) I remember my brother and I both coming in from our first practice session. We're like, Jesus Christ. We're like... It is brutal out there. Like, it was terrifying. But you just do it, right? You just have to do it, and you find your own confidence, and you learn how to deal with, like, the personalities off the track, which is all just psyching people out, Yeah. right? And, um, yeah, you get comfortable. Like, you have to be comfortable 
writing a car off, right? You never want to do it. But if, if you're ever thinking about the safety of the car, you're not driving the way you need to be. Um, and then moving to competitive was, you know, I was lucky because I had had the opportunity through the Lynn St. James stuff and working with a lot of great drivers through that and then the Women's Global GT. Um, and so I was lucky to have these opportunities. But again, at that point, it's really about just being able to step up and the teams you work with and, and all of that. But um, I remember Dominic saying, in order to make a small fortune in racing, you start with a large fortune. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I've been lucky because I, especially for things like the gumball and the cannonball, I had sponsors and yeah. all of that because gumball. What'd really. you drive on gumball, by the way? Oh, yeah. So this is the amazing thing. I had a better car with the cannonball, but uh, with gumball, it was right when the brand new mini had come out. So slow. So <laughs> friggin' slow. You didn't ask your mom about how slow minis were? <laughs> That's true. But Dear mother. But here's the amazing thing is, um, A, it got a ton of attention because everyone loved them. It was like when the Beetle came out. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're in a field with like red Ferraris and Porsches and Lamborghinis or whatever, and you're going 100 miles an hour down the freeway, and a red Ferrari is going 75 miles an hour, and you're in Arkansas... They're not going to stop the little silver box, right? Yeah. We were not visually fast. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't have been going 100. <laughs> yeah. That oh, guy yeah. the Ferrari is. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So I could get to 110. It took me about 10 minutes to get there. <laughs> Zero I could to get 110 to 110. Eventually. Yeah. yeah, okay. It meant I would never let off the gas. So people are just like, that's crazy. I'm like, I cannot let off the gas. I can't get on the brakes because it'll take me another 10 minutes to get up to speed. And so much about things like the gumball is all about what you're willing to do and how fast you're willing to go. And right. we treated every gas stop like a pit stop because we knew we had to make up time. <laughs> that was a very entertaining drive to be on for oh, you. Oh, it was. I, that's a whole other podcast. So many stories. <laughs> Don't ever get stopped in Arkansas. Um, we would get stopped twice a day, right? Even but, in the mini. Oh, yeah. Even in the mini. But we wouldn't like get Such hauled in jail. Such an encouraging phrase. Don't get stopped in Arkansas. Like Everybody's oh, yeah. sitting there by their radio going, why? Like What happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, are the you banjo the same? And I will tell you why. <laughs> yeah, Actually. I was fine. My male co-driver was literally crying. <laughs> you sure got a pretty mouth. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're coming up on our yeah. uh, our second break. Let's take a quick break. I do want to come back, and I want to hear at least one story. You got to give me one. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Um, Actually, I want to start this little section from a, another question from the audience. Have you seen any correlation or help in your in your work job that you've learned from your racing job? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think um, I think what the thing I learned and the skill I sort of uh, and muscle I developed uh, with the endurance racing is really being able to deal with a lot of chaos and deal with a lot of changing conditions and um, sort of be unflappable through it. Right. Like you can't afford to be on the track and have things come at you and be reactionary to them. Right. And so I think for me, I'm able to maintain a, a really high level of focus and calm under really intense and really changing conditions. And that's something I for sure take into work. Right. For anyone who has worked in a big corporate environment. There's no stress in making one of the number Microsoft, one video games in the world, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Absolutely not. It is. It's no super pressure. intense and it's super competitive, mm -hmm. right? And, and how you sort of keep your wits about you and not make sort of rash decisions. Um, and again, keep that hyper focus on, on what's important um, is for sure something I think that I, I am able and have been able to carry forward from racing. Excellent. I was still waiting for the cannonball question. No, oh, no, we're, oh, yeah. we're coming back with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Speaking of chaos. No, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but the other reason is like we, we, we took our break, uh, which was to the you know, listener was minutes. It definitely wasn't enough to get all of new whiskey and Rainier. But no, not at all. And some questions came in. So I, I wanted to ask that because. My drink is so anemic right now. Oh. It's very sad. 
Sounds like personal problems, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Our bartender is fired. Let me guess. We were given the whiskey. We were given the ice. <laughs> Suck it down. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned from your whiskey drinking here on Rain City Supercar? <laughs> so. so of your... Uh, to rewind to the car stuff a little more, <laughs> I do want those stories. Uh, there's everybody we've had on here who's ever done a cannonball or anything like that. It is like, there's the questions we put on the podcast that are very nice and edited and like uh, PC. You're almost setting it up like we're going to delete what she actually says. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you need yeah. to be a member and a part of the live studio audience. True. So do okay. tell. What's off balance? I don't understand. I don't. I don't know where you're. Anything that could incriminate you after I think seven years of statute of limitation. I'm on pretty felonies, sure so they can't good. arrest me for anything <laughs> at this point that they haven't already arrested me for. So I don't. Plausible worry about deniability. It. Yeah. So yeah. allegedly, some stories that yeah. happened Plus, on the case. We had a lawyer on. Yeah, all you have to do is say is allegedly. Online traffic school, which there solved many of my post gumball problems. How is that a thing? I, had I to mean, do the I as one. long as I didn't get more than one ticket in each state. I was fine <laughs> because you can get yourself out of one ticket with online traffic school. So there's a point at which, sure. which is sounds like you're going to traffic school <laughs> for like 50 <laughs> states. If you ask me, okay. There's yeah. a point at which, uh, and this isn't uh, the best story, but allegedly coming, coming out of Nevada, got stopped, was told if I was stopped again, I would get thrown in jail. And this was like the last leg of the trip, right? So I literally had to switch with my co-driver for the last like 40 miles to the border. Because we didn't <laughs> want to get stopped and get thrown in jail. So we switched once we passed California because then I had a clean bill of health again. <laughs> didn't happen in and that state. No. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we pretty much, we, we would get stopped twice a day, which was really nothing. We would get stopped <laughs> twice a day. And again, if you could get, if you could keep it to one ticket in a state, yeah. you, could get, you could get out of it easily enough. But Arkansas... Arkansas was special. Who's your insurance agent? I think that's important to ask. Like, what? oh, you only got stopped once a day, so we're just, no, we're good. <laughs> I love you say that. Arkansas was special. Yeah. There's a lot of people that say that, and it's not related to driving. Arkansas yeah. is special. It was terrifying. So, first of all, they have, they have a, when well, this was a while ago, so they had a radar detector law there. So, you're already, oh, you're already paranoid, right? Um, although at that time, CB radio was actually more valuable than radar. Mm -hmm. um, Harder to outrun, but yeah. 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 But <laughs> so we get into Arkansas. Already feels a little creepy. And <laughs> <laughs> Just the state in general. We got right. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's we got via CB radio roadblock up ahead because they would they would close down parts of the freeway when they knew we were coming through. So we're yeah. <laughs> We're on MapQuest. Like, this is, like, <laughs> anyway. So we veer like off. Like MapQuest yeah. on paper kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. So we veer oh. off the freeway. We veer off the freeway. We're going like, to rejoin the freeway after the roadblock. <laughs> so we're in the really deep countryside of Arkansas, speeding along. And I remember looking at my speedometer. I'm like, she's, I'm going, like, 65 and a 35. I'm like, I don't think we want to get stopped here. Like, this doesn't feel like a good place for us to get stopped. Do you hear banjos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we literally have line of sight to the freeway. <laughs> line of sight to the freeway. We go barreling by, not even at 65 at this point. I'm slow down. We go by, and there's a cop car parked in front of a church out of line of sight. And I can see the on-ramp right there. Pulls us over. And <laughs> this guy walks up. So it's a cop and then a guy. His friend. Some dude doing a ride along. Next to him. And I look in the rear view mirror or the rear uh, side window. And all I can see is a belly that's not quite covered up with a t-shirt <laughs> with stains all over it. <laughs> and then the cop. Mama. And <laughs> <laughs> we'd been like, we'd been videotaping, literally videotaping, not iPhone. Like videotape. We'd been taping everything. And my co-driver, he's like, turn off the tape. Turn off the tape. I'm like. Dude, what's up? Like, we're just getting stopped. We, we taped all of our stops. It's like, <laughs> turn off the tape. All right, you're going to have to bleep this. It's like, I'm going to get... <laughs> <laughs> and the, like, he says this, and the cop, like, leans down the window, and he's like, what you guys doing? <laughs> you sure got a pretty mouth. And I think I watched a tear roll down my co-driver Mike's face. <laughs> I'm a puppet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story. There's, uh, 
they were curious. They were literally just curious what yeah. we were doing. We got a ticket for like minor speeding. It took a long time to explain what we were doing. So that like I'm dying because we're like losing all this time. Mike is dying because he thinks he's going to be violated. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you didn't think about the idea of just like throwing a Twinkie down on the ground and by the time he went to get it, you'd be gone? Anything like that? I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, lunch. Noted. <laughs> okay. Noted. Yeah. yeah. That's an actual real story in my life. But yeah, okay. Yeah. And I, if had we been in a more exotic car, he probably would have hauled us in just so he could show the car to other people. Yeah. But we were in a little gray box, so he ultimately let us go. What's this red car with a horse on the front? That's right. <laughs> but I will say the Euro guys, all they had to do, they would say, they would haul him in, they would say, here, you have to pay bail. They would pay him cash, and then they would be gone. Whereas yep. we would get, like, legit thrown into the pokey for, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Not I. <laughs> Someone else. Yeah. So you're saying there was no. Um, <laughs> I can't. How much do you want me to edit? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure how to respond. <laughs> <laughs> the stop was legal. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we got to give him edit points. <laughs> I don't think anyone was violated. I was for sure not. I wouldn't remember that. She goes, yeah. I wasn't violated. Can't speak for the other yeah. driver. Yeah, exactly. Our podcast audience is going to hear uh, just, a, just a bunch of beeps over and over. <laughs> and they're like, what is going on? Well, become a member. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear this real Arkansas story? Come to driver's club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks, Nick. I blame you for this entirely. <laughs> He came out of a church yeah. parking lot. <laughs> it was. That was what was so creepy. We were right. talking to Jesus with the rattlesnakes, and we decided to pull over the box. <laughs> so, yeah. But later on, we had helicopter stops. We had all sorts of stuff. Again, oh. that's a whole nother. That's wow. a whole nother conversation. Yeah. I got stopped in. Uh, someone had mentioned Arcata earlier. Mm-hmm. I got. That was my first like over 100 speeding ticket. Because again, it was this beautiful. Like, it was 8 in the morning, like, the sun's just peeking through, s- beautiful straight stretch. No one else out there. I it was not the unsafe. It was not unsafe. Yeah. Anyway, I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> Helicopters will do that. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't outrun a CB radio. Yeah. Nope, or a helicopter. I will say, when my parents tell stories of the cannonball in 79, they did not have helicopters. And if you passed a cop car and they were sitting and you were going 120 miles an hour... There's nothing they could do. They're just like, eh. Yeah. That just leads to, do you know why I pulled you over? Because I let you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've all seen the, the starting of Cannonball Run. Oh, the good old days. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah the best The golden days. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the car stories are great. You have made quite the name for yourself, and it's an important one in the industry. I do want to close with, well, one, thanking you for being part of our show because it's a big deal. But uh, do you have any advice to pass on to anybody coming up in the STEM field? Because said you've yeah. really paved the way for a lot of people. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't want to undersell yeah. it. You really have. Right. I know there's a lot of people who look up and look up to into you in my industry. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's awesome. That's sweet. I, you know, I think, um, you know, passion and skill and dedication, right? Like for me... I've been able to do a lot of things because, A, I've seen the opportunity and taken it, even when I felt like it was something I deserved or was ready for. Um, and um, and when I have had those opportunities and I've taken them, I've also dedicated myself to making sure that I was ultimately worthy of them, even if I weren't, I wasn't at the time when I came upon them. And that, for me, was driven by passion, like about the subject matter, about doing great work, about making an impact, And um, it's easy for people to think they want to get into something because it's cool or glamorous or they're excited about it, but really recognizing the the hard work and the quality of execution that you need to stay focused on, I think is really critical. And I think if you have that and your eyes are open to uh, the opportunities that are out there and you cannot be afraid to take them if they're there and, and understand and trust yourself to make good on them and be... Uh, great with those opportunities. Um, that's sort of how I I have approached it along the way. There's no doubt you've worked your ass off. Plain and simple. It shows. 
I work a lot. Yeah, I know you do. I see, <laughs> I, see I follow your Twitter, so I see like you're always working. It's yeah. like I I know the difference. Like people see the conference stuff and the speeches, yeah. so, like they're like, like oh that looks like a lot of fun. You're like no, it's work. Yeah, it's but I also work. work hard at playing, right? Yeah. Like every minute is something like you know it's either work or it's or it's like play like I I care as much about dedicating myself to the things that are fun and that I enjoy and that may not have a lot of long-term value but um you know and then I dedicate a lot to work good balance life is short well I know I mean not just from us and I'm not trying to wrap this up but like I know from many people have told me in this in this audience that thank you for your contribution to the halo (laughs) Like, I mean, people, I mean, it's, it's, I didn't, totally re- don't give I, a shit I, did, about that. I do though. I mean, like the fact of the matter is like, I do understand something like a game like that, that has taken the world by storm and has, has continued a story that people, that, that it's not just a video game. It, people are interested in the story. If they weren't, they wouldn't, there wouldn't yeah. be TV shows. There wouldn't I think be I'm almost more invested in the cutscenes in the game at this point. And, and, I and love that's the it. game, like, but like, I'm exactly. like, what's going to happen next? They're playing a story. Is Cortana alive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't know who Cortana was until they introduced her on a Windows phone. But, um. <laughs> oh. Hey, I think even the audience on the podcast is rolling oh, their eyes. Oh, come you. on. <laughs> you know, you know that we exist. <laughs> Non-Halo people. Good Lord. Accept it. In the dark corners. The yeah, dark exactly. <laughs> That's a different reason why I exist. <laughs> the dark corners. But it, it, it's something, the fact that, you know, obviously Halo is a part of history now. It's a part of video game history. And that's, that's something amazing that, that you have been a part of and you have created and, and continued the story, which is awesome. So, yeah. Thank and you. the fact that you're a race car driver on top of that is even cooler. Yeah. So <laughs> Pretty <laughs> high on the list of people yeah. in our book. <laughs> so when's your next track day? I don't, so... That's the question you want to ask about when's the next Halo? I know. <laughs> I got this. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, I got he knew you. I okay. wouldn't answer I know, that I know. One. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He knew he'd be a fool to ask that question. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still yeah. Ask. There's stuff, there's stuff <laughs> Remember who his business to, partner is. I was trying is. to preempt that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, hopefully soon. I need, to, I need new tires. Um, How about Saturday? I'll this go, Saturday? I'll go this anytime. <laughs> Except ORP is kind of far from me right now. No, no. I got another option for you, though. But I'll... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll drive anytime. Hey, Adam, when's your next track day? Oh, uh, uh, thanks, Dan. Uh, <laughs> it's on the 6th, actually. So it's not this Saturday, but it's the next Saturday. So with this as usual, we have At the Adam. Ridge? At the Ridge? Oh, I'm in. All right. Let's there you go. Oh, look at that. Boom. That was a hard yeah. sell. I love the Ridge. So Thunder Hill is one of my favorite tracks, and I only got out to the Ridge for proper driving nice. this past season, and I'm a huge fan. Are you an Avance member? I don't. Not yeah. yet. Oh, we got to change that. I hope to uh, learn yeah. more about Avance in the next few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a former Microsoft somebody's in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so a former Microsoft employee to my left uh, started his own car club and changed the game, oh. and I do mean that. And I would never say that if I didn't believe it. Uh, but a rim shot in there somewhere. I know. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about Arkansas. Is there an Avance Arkansas yet? That's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, we have a track day on the 6th. You're more than welcome to come. Uh, it's with Hooked on Driving, HOD. I don't know I if you know, know those, those, guys. those yeah. guys. So we, we're partnered with them. But uh, I think we've got, I think, 55 drivers. And then we have Parade Labs, too, which is kind of fun for folks that have never gone to the track before. So it's just All an right. opportunity to basically drive around the track at slower speed. So it's just sort of a and, – and that's really, you know, that's kind of one of the missions of Avance is to – to expose people to different types of, of driving motorsports, cars, so in a you know sort of non-intimidating way, because yeah. a lot of people hear racetrack and they're like, oh god, you I know, I, I need to buy a helmet and we're going to be going 150 miles an hour. What if I crash? Uh, and so you know we're trying to just ease people into it of, okay, here's what it is and it's not so scary and you know go with a coach and stuff like that. So. That's great. So anyway, so that'll be fun. So yeah, that's on the sixth. So. How was your Woodby Island drive? The Woodby Island drive was fantastic. Uh, we did not have any incidents like like the uh, the Cannonball Run or anything like that. Uh, it was awesome. That was uh, no Hellcats yes- in the yesterday. Field? That was ye- <laughs> well yesterday, but I guess this comes out a little bit later. So this yeah. this was uh, the previous Sunday. Uh, funny story there. So we had about forty cars. It was great. Uh, we went from we started in Linwood and went back roads, kind of up Deception Pass over Deception Pass and down Woodby Island. Uh, and uh, went to Simpson Design, so he makes his own cars, basically out of Miata platform. So that was really fun. But a funny story on the drive, 
uh, Blake, who owns Right Away Tire. I think he's been a yep, guest previous here. Previous guest of ours. What a great guests. episode. Yeah, so uh, he, he owns North, Northwest Auto Salon, and he also owns Right Away Tire, which is a mobile tire service company. And so he was on the, our drive, driving his uh, ZL1 1LE, yeah. which is a beast of a car. Uh, all all stickered out, you know, with right away tire and everything. Yeah. So he's on the drive, and we go to the, one of the pit stops, and he's not there. And we're like, "Well, where's where's Blake?" You know, like everybody's here except for Blake. He rolls in, I don't know, 15 minutes later to the pit stop, and he had actually stopped to help somebody repair their their tire. So he had <laughs> basically a kid in his car or whatever. So he he was working even when he was supposed to be having fun on our drive. So that the, was that the was mobile funny. tire guy happened to have a, a repair kit. Well, well, you know, I mean, in his in his no. Camaro, you know. It's, it's not like it's his work truck, so I thought that was pretty funny. Blake is one of the most prepared people I've ever seen to take on life in general. Like <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, that being said, you know, he he just helped he just helped me through you guys yeah. uh, with my new tires and wheels on the on the cross track. But yeah, yeah, it does. It actually does not surprise me. I mean. If you had said, like, you know, Blake stopped and, you know, opened up his Camaro and there was a full tire repair kit, <laughs> yeah. I'd go, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense, you know. Yep. To be fair, I carry one, too. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> if you have not – I don't think that people understand that. Like, and to talk about Blake for a second, like, when Blake pulls up to the scene, <laughs> he has those, those, those Mercedes Sprinter vans. And this is something that's really cool about yeah. – through Avant's. He can do everything out of that van, and he wasn't on your. He was in a van. He didn't have no, a van, but no, he didn't. But have I mean, his, his van. vans are like you know. I mean, he's got nitrous. He's got. He's got to be able to change your tire. He's got to be able. I mean, everything. He just did the, the cross track. That's in, pretty cool. In my underground garage, which I'm still, which his van did not fit in, so which is interesting. But yeah, you're running thirty ones on the cross track now, right? Oh, absolutely <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He lifted his cross track as long as I go straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But yes. I, I, so Blake is now invited on every single drive that we have <laughs> oh, because yeah. what if what if one of us has a flat tire, right? It's like Blake could better be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had a King County Sheriff on our drive as well, which was very helpful yeah, too. So handy. was he on the drive or did he follow you on the drive? Uh, yeah. Why are your lights on? Why, yes. why <laughs> are you ridiculous? We really don't need this much escort. <laughs> Turn those lights yes, off. This is annoying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just uh, you know, a lot of different members uh, in Avant, so it's nice to have a variety of different folks on the drive. So that was fun. What do you have coming up next uh, besides the track day? Yeah, before the track day, so on on Saturday the thirtieth, uh, we are actually doing like a track day prep uh, session uh, down with the guys on Racer on Rails. So they do a lot of Pro Three uh, track setups and stuff. So. Uh, it's actually kind of two parts. The first part of the tech session is, okay, you're going to the Avance track day. What do you need to know about your car? What should you check? Kind of track day, kind of prep stuff. And then the second part is more about racing simulators. So you might like this. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you have a simulator. But they have, I think, like six or seven different racing sims set up. And they use it more to teach you know, drivers how to become faster drivers. So they do a lot of simulation stuff with, with drivers, how to, you know, teach them how to be better drivers. But for our tech session, it's less about, you know, hardcore racing sim driving, but more of, okay, you want to get a racing simulator. Okay, here are the kind of the components to look for. Here's the the screen. Here's the hardware stuff. Here's the steering wheel. Here are the pedal options. So basically we're going to have all kinds of different, because they have like six or seven different setups. So we're just going to be kind of talking about, okay, here's good, better, best in terms of the uh, the different setups. That's actually an interesting question that I want to I pose to our guests. Oh, yeah. Mm. Being that you're a racer, Mm-hmm. And you're in the video games. Do yeah. you believe Good point. the simulators are helping racing or hurting? Yeah. Well, I, I actually think they're helping. So there's a couple of things. Um, so if you're talking about real simulators, yeah, absolutely. Like with the controller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even with the controller, like learning tracks, yeah. frankly, is like a no-brainer. Or PC games, whatever. Oh, yeah. I could race Silverstone right now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm really but good. no, I mean... <laughs> Any new track, right? Part of the just yeah. challenge yeah. is learning where the corners are, and, and and so no question there. I think in terms of simulators, um, I think that it can get you a good part of the way there, right? And there is something to to be said for the sort of speed of of motor coordination and motor skills, um, and I don't think there's any doubt that they actually help really sort of exercise those capabilities. Uh, it's it just it's it's curious to me because like I have not spent that much time on the racetrack and somebody I mean have you obviously be because of the game industry that you've worked in and the real racing you've done you have had experience in yeah. both and so yeah. I mean there's a l- I mean we have a lot of friends that, that I mean Dominic Dominic, Dominic yeah. and, and, and Andrew who have spent time on the simulator and swear by it like yeah. it's like 
And that, and not only they, they come at it from the one side of it. It's like the amount of money that a race team saves by putting somebody That's on right. a simulator is incredible. Yeah. But like you said, learning learning the track before you're even on the track yeah. gives you. I mean, I, I think if you think about like a driver capabilities, there's sort of the mechanical understanding of a track and just your motor skills. There's your understanding of the car and what's happening with the car and being able to communicate that with your crew. And then there's a whole sort of emotional mental level, which a simulator isn't going to touch. Um, and so I think in terms of satisfying sort of the, you know, one of those three things completely. Incredible. Interesting. No, I mean, it's just. Yeah. You're, you're, you're another person that can give an insight that most of us can't. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I know I know Silverstone. I know it turn by turn. I've never been on it. <laughs> Probably never <Yeah>. will. <laughs> Especially after this interview. But <laughs> yes, if I were going to Nurburgring, yeah. I would definitely spend some time. Absolutely, yeah. Before yeah. I went, yeah. otherwise you're just throwing money away. Yeah. yeah. I do that a lot on the game. <laughs> um, especially <laughs> when Dan comes over. Uh, <laughs> Adam, what else do you got coming up? Um, what else do we have going on? After the track day, we have one of our Drive Everything events at Emerald Downs. So oh, that's a good one. So that's fun. We will have those. Yes, those are those are quite fun. Um, and so I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I'm, I'm buying cars for members to drive at these events too. So hey, you bought a Boxster. I bought a Boxster. Yeah. I have a Boxster now. Hopefully by the time this airs, I will actually physically have the Boxster. It's currently kind of getting repairs done but uh but anyway so that i think that's on the 14th yeah so anyway that that's the next kind of three weeks i think that's as far as my mind can think no that's good we'll touch I've, on it next week anyway uh, yeah, so exactly. yeah com for uh checking that out if you're not an avance member and you're a car person you're seriously missing out if you've obviously heard well somebody came up to me and they had heard, heard the podcast and they go well i mean i get about the track days but i don't understand they hadn't gone to the website i'm like you don't understand that the, the money you pay each year is so small compared to the money you save each year so yep i just uh, last night uh, a friend messaged me and said they got in an accident um they hit their own car i won't go into it more Ooh. yeah and yeah and parking and uh they needed a, they needed repair didn't want to go through their insurance so, so all, you would i made that call in private <laughs> second of all um you're a <laughs> so you know, so. so I said, "Are you an Avance member?" First thing, because you get a discount at body shops in the area. True. Boom, problem solved. Yes. So I said, "I don't know what you're doing." Yeah. I thank you yet again because, <laughs> as you've called me out in the last three episodes about my cross track and about the fact that I told you I was going to keep it stock, um, I may have made a small trip out to HCID Kit Pros in Issaquah yet again oh. uh, for some new low beams. Oh. Uh, love them. Thank you for your uh, oh, the discount, discount and yes. everything. Yes. I did not know that they have a new install bay in the old Metropolitan. Yes, they do. That's very H- cool. So, HKP Customs. Yeah, and apparently yeah. they do everything, so which is kind of cool. So yeah. Yeah. I was just anyway. I just had to th- another throw out to you, but thank you again for saving me money. Of All course. Right. I appreciate it. Well, uh, that is the end of our show. A huge thank you to Kiki for being here. Oh, it was so much fun. Thank Good. you. It was great talking to you. Adam, thanks for joining us as yes. usual. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> 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 Kiki, I really appreciate you for coming here. Uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.